Kane is in the building. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Raymond Costello. I am your host with Roy Uwai. Always, every time. Welcome to Target Time. <laughs> time, time. That's where the echoes. We're all about the echoes. Today we have a very, very, very special guest. Um, ladies and gentlemen, who is that? Uh, we found this dude outside in front of Target. Oh, Weird. Man, I Strangler. Know. I was, just chilling. I was asking for some change. <laughs> I, need, I, needed, I needed five cents to get back home. You needed to do off-whites. So you know, <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jonathan Villegas. Hey. How are you guys? How are you? Happy to be here. Thank you so much. We appreciate you uh, for joining us today. We know you had a little bit of hike. Um, speaking of hike, where are you from, sir? Tell us Uh-oh. where you currently reside. Uh, so I currently live in Oakland, so south side suburbs. So, Beautiful. Yeah, so. He had nothing else to sure. say. <laughs> he just like, has uh, He's like, yeah, there's a street and a light. It's, it, you know, it's pretty self explanatory. between one of those two. <laughs> no, no cool landmarks around there. So. <laughs> and for the voice in the background, that'll be a future guest on our podcast, Target Time. That is Andre Vargas. Look out for that episode coming soon. So, Jonathan, again, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. So if you don't mind giving a little introduction about where you're from and leading up to what you do for a living. He just adjusted his baseball hat, side note. You he know, did he's over the super top. serious. Over the top. Over the top. Over the top. <laughs> I had to, had to clear the vision. Yeah. Had, to, had to get good peripherals. Um, so I'm born and raised on the south side of Chicago. Uh, grew up back in the yards. Moved to the suburbs uh, during my early teens. Um, currently... An entrepreneur, I uh, have my own business with a business partner under the umbrella of Wolf of Madison. Oh yeah, I know a guy. Yeah, you know a guy? he's a yeah. pretty popular <laughs> stud on Instagram. I know that guy is uh, he's rocking and rolling. <laughs> I want to meet him. I want to meet him. <laughs> Wolf of Madison. Yeah, that is uh, that is plug, currently where I'm at, and uh, <laughs> shameless, shameless plug at WolfofMadison.com. <laughs> like and share. <laughs> so was it in a way scary for you or unmarked territory to have the idea of opening your own business? No, it's something I've I've pretty much grew up in. So my family's deeply rooted in Chicago for over 35 years. So we own a chain of Mexican restaurants throughout the Chicagoland area uh, called Los Comales. So it's been around since uh, 1973, I want to say. What generation? Uh, I'm currently third generation. Wow, give it up for that. Three generations, that's a a beautiful establishment. It's crazy. I mean, it's not, you know, what they say about first generation, you know, they're the ones who build it, second generation enjoys it, and third generation is the one who destroys it. So, Uh (laughs) you know, hope not, hope not. (laughs) We're still selling tacos, so that's (laughs) (laughs) World-renowned smallest tacos. (laughs) No, no comment. (laughs) As, As a fan of your restaurant, which, again, Los Camales, uh, how many branches are there? There's 23 different locations, wow. and then there's uh, sub-branches now. So we have Lucky Burrito, El Solazo, La Josie now in the West Loop, which is pretty popular amongst the young crowd. And then we have another installation coming up soon called Hacienda del Sol. Beautiful. When is that expected to open? 2020. Ooh, it's, uh, that's in the, the works. It's in the corner. In the works. So, as far as growing up, what was the childhood like of, I guess, a business owner? Right? Wow. Yes. What, what, what was that childhood did like? You, like, did you did you start something like selling flowers, mowing <laughs> lawn? Uh, he was like selling selling was, tacos to <laughs> my neighbors. Was there any pressure <laughs> added on to that you just had that hustler mentality, hustler spirit? Uh, you know what? I, I learned the value of a dollar at a young age. So growing up, I was, you know, hustling toys. Uh, hustling toys. You know, oh. I was going to I never forget my one. Uh, it's actually one of my first. I still remember because I'm, I'm sorry to say it. 
apologize to the kid I sold it to. Where? First name, last name, you were allowed to say <laughs> yeah. it, just in case, this you know. Was like I don't even know, twenty something years ago. So I remember it was a, it was a series. It was an animated series, and they made ligers. So it was like a robotic liger. And I remember I bought one, where I was gifted one. I had to assemble it, and it took me like four or five days. It took me like a week to put this damn thing together. Wow. Right? And I played with it, beat, the, beat it up, and it, the nails were falling off. It was missing teeth. And I remember this kid was like, hey, I really, really want this toy because I brought it to a show and tell. And I remember <laughs> I was talking about how I had built it, and, you know, the, it was... So many man hours I've gone into those <laughs> tiny hands that you know, used to stick so together. profits divided by hours. <laughs> I sold it to him cheap. I sold it for a carton of milk and two dollars. <laughs> hey, 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 serious question though: white or chocolate? It was chocolate. It was serious question. Classic. This guy's classy. He went, he went yeah. straight for the upsell. Yo, let me get that chocolate. Though. Yeah, I wasn't settling for the two percent. Quick. That's amazing. Yeah. So, going from grammar school into high school, did uh -oh. that spirit continue? Yeah. Uh, so, it's a little different. So, going from grammar school to high school was a transition in the family. So, we went from the early stages, uh, early stages of the second generation. So, what I mean by that is we got to see the restaurant flourish. So, you know, everybody was hands-on. My mom my dad, my dad's brothers, everybody, the entire family was in one restaurant. I was in the restaurant washing dishes, you know, as a nine, 10 year old. And, you know, we really started to reap the benefits of it. So things really changed. So we went from, let's go here, see what we can buy you to going to the stores and pick whatever you want. Wow. wow. So it was very different, you know, high school was, was different and everybody only saw you know, you go to school wearing new Jordans, everybody, you know, Everyone's thinks that, staring. Yeah, you know, so it was like, and then I was in the suburbs, so it was different. You know, you don't, you take a city kid, throw them in the suburbs at the age of 13, people, you know, it's different. They react a little different. Mm -hmm. So. That's very true. So, we were doing some stuff. I, I, I hear you two started, what's this Walmart time? So, uh, <laughs> what are the origins? What, what is this origins? I mean, clearly, you know, we're here at there Target a, time. So, is so, this a competition? Do we need to worry? Are yeah. we going to collaborate soon? Oh man! So Walmart time. That's it. We got to the flyer. Okay. And, uh, we got to a logo and then it died there. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was it? Was it the yellow dot? Was it the yellow dot? Was that part of the logo? I think, no, I, think I, I sent it to Ray. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, for the listeners out there, John has a great spirit. Definitely uh, a creative genius in my eyes. And, um, we will definitely post that flyer on the YouTube video. I was video. gonna say, I, 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 I need to see it. I could just, I could just see the little happy, bouncing yellow, smiley face. <laughs> so after they lost 100,000 in their Walmart podcast. Yeah. <laughs> when we went public, it, 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 it was horrible. Was the theme song Baby Shark? <laughs> Early stages of Baby Shark. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I hear you mention um, Jordans and sneakers. Mm -hmm. Would you consider that one of your first hustles? In the sense of from the Los Camales, you know, uh, restaurant lifestyle, venturing outward? Uh, yeah. Um, actually, in high school, you know, I was one of the only kids that had Jordans and I had a variety of them. So growing up, I didn't have the best clothes, but my parents always made sure that I had new shoes. So that's the one thing. So every time I went to school, I would have a new pair of shoes. Wow. And then as I got older, well, I, you know, your feet start growing. So I would get two sizes bigger than what I was wearing. And I would double sock it, you know. So it, it's true. I knew you were lying. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear that rumor, people would like say, "Yo, just double sock it." I mean, it was a real thing for me, you know, back Anything in the day. Anything it takes. And uh, and then that turned into like a little side hustle. People were like, "Yo, how much do you want for your shoes?" And and then that's kind of when I discovered reselling at a very, very young age before it actually became a thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, so sneaker hustling was always 
still to this day, I still, you know, buy and flip sneakers every once in a while. So you got a kid on the street, yo, pay. Yeah, oh, I, he I, does, he does. Like, <laughs> yeah, he does. You know, pay him hundred bucks to yeah, outside. I remember does. Ray was one of my victims. He didn't want to do it. He did. You know, when I realized the profits that were gained, <laughs> I immediately got upset. I <laughs> his offer. <laughs> you mean I don't get to keep these? <laughs> Somebody, we gonna make six hundred, and I'm getting a hundred dollars waiting three hours outside. <laughs> Keep the change of no. <laughs> That actually was our first encounter was meeting it? each other as far as like getting into the jewelry industry. Because I was gonna say, how did you two? Yeah, so meet? we uh, we met at our first gig together. So I remember I walked in, and you know Ray's notorious for telling the story. So it's I think it's one of his love favorite. at first sight. It's I remember I walked in. And I was currently waiting to be hired by the fire department. So I went to school to be a fireman paramedic. Mm. That's that, That's my background. Um, did that. Was on the waiting list. I had applied. They said it's a, about five-year waiting list. I said, I got to do something. By that time, I had already separated myself from the family business. So I wanted to create my own credibility. But at the same time, I wasn't earning any money selling shoes. So I was working at Finish Line. And I was making, you know, like $5 an hour and. 1% on commission, you know, 1% on a pair of sneakers, it's, you know, I eat. 60 cents. Yeah, so I figured out quick, you know, they were like, oh, if you sell accessories, you make more commission. So I was selling socks and shoe inserts and air fresheners more hey, than I was selling hey, He was like, yo, did you hear about this double sock? It's called a triple sock. It's called a triple sock. Yeah, and um, that's, I first met Ray at the first jewelry store. It was called uh, Diamond Chicago. I remember I walked in, one of the first individuals I met immediately, uh, you know, said hi to him, was properly introduced to him. I didn't hurry him. So we have another special guest uh, coming in. Hi, Rebecca Sharp. How are you? Nice to see you. Sorry. Oh, we will. You actually are. She's actually going to be one of our upcoming guests. Again. Yeah, Rebecca Sharp. Look out for that podcast soon. So again, guys, we are live in Target, Logan Square. So give them, give them the address. Twenty five, twenty six. Something along those lines. Just go on Something Logan else Square else Target. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google it. Just go- <laughs> Next to the Starbucks? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll get you a uh, triple grande. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a real target. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was just background noise. Yeah, it's a real target. Yeah, we're going to Target shoot. I was like, oh, okay. Like, because he did tell me, I thought, like, Target? Like, a real Target? <laughs> he was like, no, Target shoots. I was like, okay, maybe, like, I'm in, like, a studio or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, we really are in Target. Yeah. You can hear the Hey, now we know. But, um, going back, we're, we left off at, you met at Diamond Chicago. That's correct. And then? And then, uh, we... At first, we didn't like each other, right? So Ray um, and I had like this well, rivalry. How do you know you didn't like each well, other? Well, you didn't talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a, hey, what's up, dude? How are you? How was your weekend? Minimal words. <laughs> and, then, and then one day to the next, you know, the bromance blossomed. And, uh, and, and then who made the first move? I want to say it was Ray. It was Ray. It was yeah, Ray. I knew it. I had this would. wine and dine technique. He did. Look at it. Look at it. He's like, hey, I'll take you to the steakhouse. Oh, he's giving us kind eyes right now. The kind eyes. <laughs> yeah. So we, we want to get into the entrepreneur spirit. Mm. All right. We definitely mm. um, look back, see where you came from, see how you got into the trade. Let's get into where you started to have this realization, hey, I'm good at what I do. I want to do my own thing now. How did that start? Well, let me tell you something, Raymond. Let me tell you something, my nano mommy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm just kidding. One of many characters. <laughs> Going into my Kevin Hart impression. Uh, Which was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, security. <laughs> security. Uh, he's drinking. <laughs> So if you guys uh, don't know, uh, let's get a little... <laughs> just a little plug. A little plug. A little, uh, little pony sponsorship. A little we're, pony pilsner. A little sponsorship. Bra- brought to you by... <laughs> pony pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was somewhat impressions hey, tonight. I, I They're I not working. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So again, we're gonna edit that out. Let's <laughs> let's get back to it. What what got you into the entrepreneur? I'm I'm ready. I want to launch. Uh, I th- I think I had that revelation when I remember I was talking to you. We were at lunch and we had fallen into that stigma where you know you hate your nine to five <clears throat> like we were literally escaping work we would have lunch together to talk about how much we hated our jobs and it was during those moments where i was like man why don't we do something that we're gonna enjoy doing so the first idea was we both enjoy working out okay. and at that time crossfit was on the verge of exploding right and I remember, you know, Raymond had mentioned to me, you know, one of his boys at the gym, Roy. Wait, what? Uh, is this crossout? And then this is, yeah, this is how, you know, you connect the dots. This is oh, how my it, goodness. This is, this is how this triangle forms. <laughs> this and, bizarre uh, love triangle. And I remember we were talking <laughs> sorry, about opening sorry. up. Room. <laughs> There's not enough room for Andre. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not. The bed's split. too small. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I like working out. <laughs> And, um, oh, that girl stuff. No, but Andre, Andre and I, too, early in the days in, in uh, high school, we would always talk about opening up a business and owning yeah. a business. So that that's always been in the talk. But yeah, we almost did. We almost did, yeah. When uh, Solasso came out. When, when Solasso first opened, I remember Andre and I were talking about opening up a restaurant, but the restaurant industry is a very, very hard industry. It's yes. not for everyone. and. You know, I tell everybody it's great money, it's great business, it's great publicity, but the ins and outs of a restaurant are so tedious. Very. 14 years experience. Yeah, you know, you're a vet, man. You're a vet. vet. Retired vet. You're a vet, dude. You made it. I'm still in the war. (laughs) Let me tell you a couple things. (laughs) Get out now. Get out. That's a a long time. I mean, for both you guys, that's... That's like half your life. Half oh, of yeah. your lifespan easily has been has been spent in one trait, one industry. Yeah. Some on and off, others straight through. But the biggest thing that you got from it was a, a newly found um, skill. Right. Right. And one oh, day yeah. it could almost be a backup plan. Some would say. Right. Getting back into the industry, getting back into the flow. But when you're a business owner, do you consider a plan B? Or do you focus strongly on plan A? I think this this goes into, you know, what we would consider strengths and weaknesses. Because one of my biggest strengths is I'm I'm a doer. I'll I'll just do things, right? And that's one of my strongest points, but it's also I think, you know, one of my biggest weaknesses because I'm so action driven that sometimes I don't think about the consequences until they start happening. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I take that risk and I get the reward, you know? And then that's always, I've always kind of had that, you know, working in the restaurant, you work under very, very small time constrictions and you have to do things in a timely manner. You just have to get things done. Right. Same thing in the paramedic fireman field. You don't have too much time to react. You just got to go out and do what you know how to do. Mm, right. And very that <clears throat> that's why I kind of chose that field and then that carried over to what I do now. And then you could ask Ray, how much of a pain in the butt it could be where you're trying to be cautious of a decision and your business partner just jumps. <laughs> <laughs> you're attached to the other end of that bungee cord. <laughs> He's going down with you. <laughs> it's called an impulse owner. <laughs> Everything is impulse. And I have to uh, say, hey, pump the brakes, homie. Let, let's take just, just five minutes. Pull the <laughs> just, just really just take a few minutes to think about it. But again, Action and taking action is what some would say a lot of people lack. No, but that's key though. It's yeah, when you have your own key. business without any action, yeah, you don't get any results. Absolutely, exactly. no, no reward, no risk, nothing. Right, no risk, no reward. Yeah, you have to have that self motivation. That's a quote from the Little Red Book of Sales. Little Red Book oh, of Sales. Selling. Of selling. Get it that, right. Uh, was referred to us by Andre Vargas. Team Andre Vargas. That team is. Andre Vargas. <laughs> Andre Vargas team back, huh? Andre Vargas team back, huh? <laughs> Shameless <laughs> blood. He's like, get it right, get it right. So, so I, I, I was doing a little digging oh, on the IG. Oh, you know, what did he get? What did he get? So, so I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, can you please tell me more? about this Wolf of Wabash. 
thought I thought this was Wolf of Madison, but who is? What is Wolf of Wabash? What was? Oh, what was? See, I don't even know. Hey, hey, hey! I was doing homework. I was doing some homework. Yeah, I was digging. School, baby. So, yes, that that's a that's a tough question, but it's it's a real question. That's a tough question because when you know, I was working for someone. I was working at this jewelry store called Diamonds by Shelley. Okay. Um, and I. Remember, I was I was at that point where I was at that pivotal point where I was like, okay, I'm doing this for someone else, but this person is never here. Mm. So I'm technically running the business how I want, and I'm doing whatever I want, but I'm doing it under a name that I don't necessarily agree with, and I have to follow these guidelines and rules that have already been set. So I was literally just managing a store. Right. So I said, you know what? What if I create something? And that's how Wolf of Madison came about. So it literally just started as an Instagram thing. So it was okay. the underscore wolf, underscore wolf, underscore of Madison. And it was just a disaster, right? Oh, so there was like <laughs> there was, I counted 17 <laughs> underscores. There, there was not enough underscores. The, the most cringeworthy thing was like, how do I find you on Instagram? And I'm like, oh, let me tell you. Duh, underscore. Duh, underscore. Yeah, it was tough. It was a tough. I was young. And uh, I remember Raymond had joined the team uh. at Diamonds by Shelly. And one of the first questions he said to me as he walked through the door, was what's the wolf of Madison and, uh. and it was almost one of those Superman bizarro moments where it's literally just a mirrored image of who you want to be and who you want you know what you want to do and there was this exact same copy under a different name on a different side of the streets so it's like Madison and Wabash run you know isn't that is it parallel to each other? They intersect, right? And um, the Jewelers Row, Chicago, Illinois. Um, it's, Jewelers, uh, yeah. it's the center of the city. So <laughs> one block, if you take one step north, it's one north Wabash. You take one step south, it's one south. So it's literally the heart of the city. Mm. So he had this genius idea of, he's like, well, if you're the Wolf of Madison, I should be the Wolf of Wabash. Excuse me. Excuse me. Where East meets West. What is this, Kanye? Is this Kanye over here? And that, and that, that's, that's how that happened. Northwest? Welcome on, Kanye. Welcome on. Yeah, that's how that happened. That's how that name haunts me until oh. to this day. So we got the, the Kim K and the Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take Kim Kardashian. <laughs> but the thing about it is... Um, it's so funny because Wolf of Wabash is a joke, but it's almost like a reminder. And it's something that we use on a daily, as, as, um, as, as a lifestyle slash persona of, of what it used to be like. Mm. It, it was like almost like, you know, oh man, getting very Wolf of Wabashy in here. And meaning like the way things used to be, and it's almost just like one of those references back to, again, an era, a lifestyle. So it's just insider code insider trait that we use almost on a weekly basis but you know it's all fun uh, right because when you're in a trait like this you gotta make it fun right can I ask a question because I think no this is, your time is not ready <laughs> you have a mic he does okay. actually you gave him so a mic here's the thing, though. I, I think it's important for listeners to hear to, to get this question how hard was it for you to decide to move from Diamonds by Shelly where everything was already done for you everything was already set up to now saying making the leap leap of faith right of saying hey you know what I'm going to try this because I already know your story so I know it wasn't saying okay yeah let me just jump over into this and now we're going to be good because success didn't jump to you just because you were already in the industry correct? right is uh it was it was hard it was hard because you, I was, you know, drafted to this team, right? And basically, they built the team around me. Um, you know, I like my NBA. Uh, I was gonna say it sounds like yeah, you, you know, know, it's I, coming, guys. I, I do it. It's I coming. Do it. I, yeah, I get deep into it, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I beat. I beat. Had Riley recruiting me. We're <laughs> <laughs> twenty five minutes in, and I'm surprised one hasn't been dropped. <laughs> and here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. And uh, you know, so I was drafted by Diamond Specialty, and you know, she pretty much had the platform ready for me. 
to just come over, take over, and shine. Right? Now, it was hard versus starting over. You know, starting over was very difficult because we didn't have the backing. There was no, you know, no foundation was built. We literally had to build the foundation as we were moving along. And the hardest part, I would say was just, you know, starting, just starting in general was the most challenging task because it was, we got, we would, there would be times where we would sit and look at each other and be like, why are we doing this? Why aren't we investing so much money into this if we don't even know it's going to work? But people were coming to us and people were calling us and, you know, people believed in us and we're like, yo, what do people see in us that we don't see in ourselves? Mm. So it's almost like this calling and, you know, we stuck with it we triumphed and we are in the position we are now. It was almost like um, taking everything we'd learned, applying it, but we were very fortunate to have the backing that we had, meaning Jonathan and I had built numerous, multiple relationships, multiple accounts where it worked in our benefit to go back to what Andre said, where we had a platform, we had everything established, and what we did was we carried that on through our discipline, our hard work, our dedication, and allowing these people to see, oh, these guys are actually doing the work. So when you're dealing with high-end luxury goods like jewelry, people can't just come in the trade and be like, hey, let me get that $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 item. You gotta build that rapport. So it was a very fortunate situation and blessing that we did have that to start off with, and we just had to carry on and prove and hold on to that trust you know, one year in, moving forward to two years, five years, six years, eight years. So, I'm kind of curious, in a sense. I feel like this is a wild card. No, this is totally not a wild card. (laughs) We're going going total. He's getting comfortable. (laughs) He leaned back. I I, I don't know how I I feel. I did, I did. No, um, no, I'm, I'm 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 very curious on, like, how... You know, as, as you guys are getting things going, because you said, you know, you guys started this from the ground up, whatnot, et cetera. I mean, if you were to look back, I mean, how how long have you guys had your spot at Diamonds Row? Okay. Um, Jewelry Row. Jewelers Row. Jewelers Row. I, I, I was Jewelers close. Row. I was Correction, close. sir. Correction, sir. How long Ray, you... Ray gave me the death eye. He was <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell me your wrong word. Shot. And the big shot. <laughs> I looked at my laptop. So I looked up like, what? He felt the laser beam. <laughs> did, I did. <laughs> Uh, how long have we been yeah. at, at Jewel- on Jewelers Row? Yeah. Uh, we've been on Jewelers Row for about eight years now. Yeah. Eight years. Eight years. We've but just what about the Wolf? So Wolf Madison like has been... having your own spot. It's only been a year. Wow. It's, it's only been okay. one Infantry, fiscal year. Yeah. yeah. So that's something we forget. You know, we forget that it's only our first year in business. Because it feels like we've been doing it forever. Right. Yeah. So one year, Wolf Madison. That's... Going into Wolf of Madison and opening up, launching, um, a lot of people said that it was a different feel. It was a different vibe, right? It was like really everything that was portrayed on social media, online, just had a new feeling to it. What was the the motivation behind it? Uh, The motivation behind it was everybody said I wasn't capable or I wasn't going to succeed because everything I was doing was so anti-trade like. So Wolf of Madison has no jewelry or diamonds in the name in it, right? It's just it's a company. So it's literally I decided to go that route because I wanted something that's going to stand out from the rest of the stores in that building and in that district. So everything is diamonds by this, jewelry this, diamonds this and that, right? And then you go down the directory and you have Wolf of Madison. And everybody asked me, Why, how did you come across the name Wolf of Madison? Does it have anything to do with Wolf of Wall Street? And even though that's always something, we always say, no, it has nothing to do with Wolf of Wall Street, but it does, we did kind of piggyback off that idea, right? So we piggybacked off the idea of the concept of what Jordan Belfort did. Mm. Not what happened to him and how he went about doing business. I mean, you weren't... Taking stocks and selling <laughs> <lighters> on the <laughs> dollar. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like 
Kanye's on the diamonds. The concept that was originated by Jordan Belfort was he was kind of like the Robin Hood, right? He was selling yeah. crap to rich people and, and then turning around and selling them, you know, the good stuff. And for us, it was completely upside down because we were selling the good stuff for cheap and that's how we started to gain a lot of traction because mm. we made luxury items we created a market well not a market but we were able to find the loophole where you can get luxury items at a discounted price is the best way to put it it was one of those things where starting a business um, you had to really step out Right. You had to do whatever it takes to build that rapport, to build that clientele listing. And that was one of the things. Now, again, the quality of the goods never changed. It's always been high quality, but we had to stick our necks out in order to bring awareness and bring, yeah, right. um, you know, that attraction to Wolf of Madison. So, so outside of just the name... You know, how else are you, quote unquote, changing the game? Uh, we are changing the game by, you know, joining different companies and, and collaborating with different Chicago-based companies, right? Okay. So we like to collaborate with those entrepreneurs that stand behind something. So we stand behind, you know, I guess in our market, it, it's a little tough because you think of jewelry and it's a luxury, right? It's not something that you need. It's something that you want. But... We create an impact in our industry because no one in our industry gives back to those in need. So every year has been my mission to join a toy drive or to donate some portion to St. Jude Children's Hospital. Mm. So that to me is, I was actually on the way here, I was talking to Andre. You know, people look at me like I'm crazy, like, hey, why do you want to do this? Why do you do this? And I just have a soft spot for kids. You know, to me, when I was a kid growing up and I see kids now who don't have what a lot of other kids may have and you know it's heartbreaking you know so to me I'm not we have this platform now to help out our younger youth to have them create a better future for the generations to come so that's how I feel like we create a difference and what makes us stand apart is that we join ventures and opportunities that are going to give the youth um, a better insight and, and you know give them that motivation and always be like hey you know what I remember there was this event that these guys came and they were there they gave a speech and they donated to you know the community that we were in I want to grow up and do the same thing I want to give back to the kids and, you know give back to those who are going to change the future yeah I mean we could look at adults and you know the only person who's probably that influential right now is Elon Musk you know that's the only person I can think of right now that may change the game for everyone I mean he's setting us up for generations mm -hmm. oh yeah generations upon generations upon mm -hmm. generations those tunnels are being built as we speak and yeah as we speak yeah and you know where you know where the next Elon Musk is it's in the youth you know and if it was in our generation we would have heard about it by now <clears throat> maybe he hasn't came out yet right mm -hmm. but you know I want to make sure that the younger generation has something to grow up and look forward to I look forward to seeing Andre Vargas in a space pickup truck driving oh. from Oak Lawn to, to the moon. <laughs> I just want to fly from here to the city in five minutes. <laughs> John, um, you're a newly found father. Mm -hmm. Waking up, I know there's a lot you have to deal with, obviously, because you are a father, you're a business owner, mm -hmm. you're also a husband. Um, with all those on your plate, how do you balance work life, parenthood, marriage for, for those entrepreneurs who maybe are starting off and are trying to manage? Like what, what, what advice can you give them and, and how could they approach it maybe from your perspective? Oh man, that's a great question because it, it is hard. It is hard. Time management when you have all those variables. You wake up in the morning, and when you know when you're a bachelor, you wake up, brush your teeth, do your hair, make a cup of coffee, hit the road, right? Hey, hey. hey. he just like knew my life. I was like, how did he know me? You know, you, Where's the GoPro? <laughs> you do what you want. You know, you look in your pocket. Okay, I got I got money for lunch. Let's see what we can make happen, right? You know, it's a little different for people who have kids. 
You know, it's a little different for people who are married because now there's people who depend on you. Same thing in a business. You know, your business depends on you, whether you like it or not. Uh, I think the only advice that I could probably give another person in my shoes would be just keep going. Keep going. Don't stop. Do it for your family. Do it for yourself. Work hard now. Play hard later. Is at the end of the day, you know, your family and, you know, your spouse, they have to back you up. That should be the last thing that you have to worry about because they should be the ones telling you, hey, get up, let's go to work, I'll take care of the kids. You know, you do what you have to do. And, you know, you find someone like that, hey, man, you're going you're gonna to be on the right path to success because it all starts at home. Mm-hmm. You know, the moment you start having issues at home, you carry that energy with you throughout the day, you, you know, pick a fight with the, you know, the person making your coffee, like, hey, man, I asked for no sugar. And you just... It's just a bad, it's right. just a bad day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> one little thing like sugar. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so you want to make sure that everything's good on the home front and that they're going to back you up and support you because you have that backup and support, you're going to go out and conquer the world. 100%. Right, absolutely. But so what, what are things right now in the business that, uh, that's been in your mind, in your head of either you know, trying to move the company forward whether it's marketing, sales strategy, strategies, mm-hmm. sales, whatnot, et cetera. You know, what are things that are, that have you been thinking about uh, trying to, you know, bring the company forward? Uh, building a team. Okay. Building a reliable team. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more of like, what are the thoughts or processes that are going through your head with that? And, you know, why do you want to, you know, the ups, the downs, et cetera, of, you know, of wanting to go down down that road, yeah. Um, and is that like the, is that the right move, whatnot, etc.? You know, I think when it, when you own your own business, you don't know what the right move is. It, it's hard. It's it's very hard. And one of the my daily struggles is, you know, it's still the same. You know, is this gonna work? Can I come out on top? And can I make a difference in my community or in my district or in my field? Um, so my main focus right now is building a team because I've learned and I've spoken to many people. I've spoken to my mentors. I've spoken to my cousins, my dad, and everybody's like, you have to let power go. You can't control everything because this moment you do that, <laughs> now you're going to drive yourself nuts and you're worried about other things. So I've learned to let power go. And, you know, Ray plays a huge, huge, huge role in the business itself because when I'm not there he's there when he's not there I'm there Mm. so that gives me a huge peace of mind Um, but yeah building a team now you know bringing on other salespeople, bringing on people who can help our casters cast and you know bringing on people who can help our diamond setters set diamonds just keeping the ball and the momentum rolling is we just need more hands on deck to continue moving us forward so the faster we crank out you know quality goods the more the better turnaround we have the more happy our customers are, and it's just an overall better experience for our shoppers. Is there is there a special link that they could, you know, wolfofmadison.com slash apply today? Andre Vargas is doing all the hiring. For <laughs> the <laughs> specialist, the specialist. Yeah, yeah so we, we want to get into... Um, a couple fun questions, right? Bum, you know, bum, bum. We, we uh, definitely want to have this podcast. We want to be able to allow your story maybe to influence, maybe to guide, maybe to allow someone and to hear you and open up their eyes to what are the possibilities and something they you know, maybe have not thought of before. But hypothetically, you're walking down the street. Mm-hmm. You see baby Johnny Villegas walk right past you. How old 13, 14-year-old oh, okay. Johnny. Baby Johnny Uh-oh. still look exactly the same as he looks right now. Uh-oh. Full-grown beard. Wait, with the J's? Full- with the double socks? <laughs> what is the one piece of advice, besides what shoes to Damn. invest in, that you give 13, 14-year-old Jonathan Villegas? Oh, man. Go for the chocolate milk. <laughs> don't don't downplay the chocolate milk. <laughs> Ask for two cartons. <laughs> you know, uh, <clears throat> I think the question or the advice I would give a younger version of me is to find your purpose. 
you know, we're all here to serve one purpose. Shameless plug. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> hey. Uh, hey, Shop1p.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say, you know, find your purpose and go after what you believe no matter what anyone tells you. And, you know, I would tell him to just take that leap. Mm. You know, there's one thing I learned recently and... I learned that when an opportunity comes your way, mm. you know, you have to take advantage, seize the opportunity. Yeah. Because another opportunity like that may not come. And I feel like God sends you one opportunity, you don't take it, he's going to wait before he sends you another one. Mm, that's true. And that wait period may be two years, two Three. days, ten years, <laughs> you, know, you don't know. <laughs> but I've learned. It took Moses 40 years. Yeah, there you go. A life 40. A life 40. <laughs> that's uh, that's what I would say. You know, on the first opportunity that you get to do something. Right. Take it. Take it. That's take great. That love it. Great advice. Great so, advice. So what are you, like, currently hooked on? Ooh. And it could be, like, anything. When you're like, yo, I've been binge-watching this on Netflix. I've been listening nonstop Eminem's. <laughs> You know, newest, newest, CD. newest, newest album, Kamikaze. <laughs> you know, like well, uh, you know. So this Kamikaze. Yeah, you know what? I, I've been uh, I've been hooked on Ozark. I don't know if you guys Ozark. Ooh. Ozark. Have you guys watch Ozark? Oh yeah, I haven't started yeah. the second season yet. Yeah, it's like crazy. crazy. I, I I finished the first season. Did you? It's I'm, crazy. I'm on like episode two. It's <laughs> the, oh, man. On, on the second season. It's crazy. It, it's that that whole show. I don't know. It's deeper than 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 what it actually is portraying. So, you know, if you look past what the screenplay is yeah. and, you know, what Marty Bird is trying to do, I mean, I, I can get it. I was talking... No, please do. I had a theory with uh, my wife and she was just like, you're crazy. It's just a show about drug trafficking. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's beyond that. Tell us. Let our users know. He goes, yo, you got another 30 minutes? Because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I've been hooked on right now is uh, uh, Ozark and just you know, deciphering that whole world. And, you know, Marty Bird is a businessman who really has nothing to do with the drug world. And, you know, he's just involved in it, but he's smart. So he's able to maneuver around it. Mm. Not saying that anyone should do it, but... I, I don't know. I, I hear Los Camales. I hear... Just kidding. JK, JK. All jokes, all jokes. <laughs> that and... Um, I would say photography. Photography has nice. been, uh, you know, this big thing lately. Taking pictures of Ray. Taking pictures. Hey, man. He's, yo, uh, he's the face of the company right those now. Those videos, though. That's you guys have you guys a haven't lot seen. of responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's great on on uh, Adobe Premiere. You, you got some hidden talents. Thank you, sir. sir. Thank you. Thank you. I, thank I think you. he definitely took the, the vision of a jeweler um, with his photo shots, with his video edits. Um, and really allowed it to be like more than just an item or just a product. It was a, a way to showcase, you know, how beautiful these, these pieces are as well as the feeling that you get. Um, for example, he did a piece on purchasing a Rolex. And it, it, it's again, people look at, oh, you know, it's just a watch until it's time, you know, it's a $10,000 watch, so at the same time as a $10 watch, but what stands behind it, what represents that timepiece, the hustle, the hard work that you were able to dedicate yourself and be disciplined and you want to invest in something that is a constant daily reminder is what goes behind a timepiece. And that's what we deal with on a daily. Those individuals who say to us, dealt with a lot, I've been through a lot, and I've always had my mindset on a Rolex. And I want it to be a constant reminder of how valuable and precious time is. So they invest in time. And I think he has a great way of showcasing that through his videos and even his photos. Mm -hmm. Book or podcast that changed your way of thinking? Uh, Feel free to say target time. Two episodes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I think one book that really made me come out of my shell was, uh, as, as corny as it sounds, I don't know if you guys know this author. His name is Neil Strauss. You guys ever heard of Neil oh, Strauss? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a book called The Game. And oh. I read this book about seven years ago. So I was 21 and I remember I didn't, you know, I didn't know how to work social dynamics. So I, I would go out and I would, I would just stand by the bar. 
So I remember I read this book and it was about how to become a little bit more open, create topics of conversation, be intriguing, and be the center of the room. What's this book called again? The Game. The Game. The Game. So it, Audible it's, wish list. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good book. If you guys want to send me a, some credit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good book because you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. So, wow. you know, the main story is how to pick up girls, right? But, wow. you know, in the journey that, you know, you're reading Neil's story, right? And he's guiding you and teaching you and coaching you on how to bring out your actual self mm-hmm. versus, and it, it goes beyond just, you know, talking to girls and, you know, you learn a lot about yourself. Right. So, yeah, that that, that. is uh, one book I definitely recommend. And then, awesome. All right. Mm-hmm. So, this is one of our, my actual, like, favorite <laughs> questions is, what is your kryptonite at Target? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Drum roll, please. Uh-oh. What is it? I, I, you know, this is such a big target. I don't even know. <laughs> That's literally what he said. He walked in and he goes, wow, this thing's huge. I've never seen a, like a, a target so big. <laughs> I feel like, like I, could, I could probably get lost in here for hours. But so many rooms for a <laughs> Minimal two-hour target time. Oh, man. I think uh, every time I go to Target, I say I'm going to pick up one thing, I end up spending like $200. Right. So, I think one of, honestly, socks. Uh-oh. The, the socks at Target. How did that life just has a full circle on you? Oh, my God. Finish line? Screw finish line. Screw finish line. like every five years. He looks like a guy that buys socks every five years. Like, I would judge him on that. Like, I there's a there's a brand called Band of Thieves. Uh-oh. Have you guys seen it? It's a little, he's got, like, a little mask. No. On, uh, you guys will see they have shirts, underwear, boxers, socks. No wonder he was gone for like ten minutes. I was like, where did this guy go? He said he was going had, to go to, to the see bathroom. If they had any colors I didn't have already. <laughs> he was looking for the latest edition, the latest drop. We went to get some beverages before the podcast. John, 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 John. Oh hey, here I am. He's like, where did this guy come from? Yeah, I don't know no, what it I is. Know. Every time I go to Target, I buy a twelve pair, uh, twelve dollar pair of socks. Every time it never fails. Twelve dollars on socks. Dude, this is the subscription thing. What subscription thing? Like it comes to your house every month. It um like uh sock. dollar socks. Oh, dollar dollar something. Go yeah. ahead. You can put it with your dollar beard club, dude. Is you can literally have all your accounts. <laughs> I don't I don't have a beard, that's fine. <laughs> hey monthly you just buy everything monthly. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I join the dollar shave club? It would just make no sense. What am I saving? We had the same oh, razor since I was thirteen. It's not even a dollar. Like, like seven. <laughs> 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 they get you. That's how they get you. They didn't talk about the shipping, which is six bucks. <laughs> In closing, to those young entrepreneurs or go getters, go getters, whether you're 15, 25, 55, just give them one piece of advice. Again, as we call golden nuggets. We call them Some golden, golden nuggets. nuggets. I remember listening to your first, first podcast. <laughs> okay, what is the golden nugget? And I remember you guys were talking about McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. you guys are hungry. I <laughs> golden I nuggets. What's your golden nugget to all go-getters slash entrepreneurs out there? Oh, man, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but, you know, don't, you know, follow your dreams. Follow don't, your dreams. Don't listen to what anybody says. Do what you want to do. You know, we live in a generate. We live in a world now where literally anything is possible. Anything in this God-given planet is possible. You know, so if you feel like you want to create, invent something, do it. Chances are it hasn't been done. And if it's been done, hey, you know what? Invent something else. I think just do it. Just go for it. That's, that's honestly the best thing I could say. I mean, I don't want to give some generic advice and be like, hey, you know what? Go to school, get your education. That's fine and dandy, but school is not for everyone. It's not. Mm. Plain and simple. And the system's not for everybody. Last, last thing. Is there anything you want to ask? I mean, between the, the three of us, <laughs> any, any a business question that, that, that maybe is clouded and you're like, I've been thinking about this and any advice, whatnot, et cetera, that we might be able to help you out with? Mm, I think 
maybe some more information. I would like light shed on how to how to keep the torch going. You know, like how to pass the mantle. Mm. How do I get to that step where legacy. it's yeah? How do I create the legacy? You know, mm. I mean, we have something great now, but will it stand the test of time, and will the next generation carry the tradition? Mm. As you know, that's our hashtag: two new traditions. Is how do we stay innovative and stay ahead of the current? That's gotcha. probably Andre. Do you have a potential answer? Well, see, for me, it's a little bit biased, right? Because I've seen him grow from knowing nothing about jewelry to now having a f- this whole company that's striving and his Instagram growing every single day, his followers growing every single day. The thing is always, I think for many people, is going to be always listening to yourself. At the end of the day, like his, uh, you know, Wolf of Madison has grown based on a idea in, in someone's head and then growing into a vision and that vision just getting executed on a daily basis. Um, and we talk about, we talk about a lot of things that um, on a, usually on a weekly basis with John, and I, I think the innovation part, if you look at any great company that's still around, it's based on innovation, right? A lot of those old companies um, like Kodak and, and Xerox and all those big companies that used to be around, they're no longer around based on the lack of innovation and keeping up the times. Toys are us. Um, Toys are us. And I think that's the word that you need is adapt and overcome. And because at the end of the day, we might be having machines that make wedding bands for you right there in 15, 20 minutes, you know? You just never know what's the, what the future holds and it's, you know, what's that next step. Absolutely, and and I mean Gary V says it all the time. This this is what I live by, in a sense of he goes he he wakes up every morning, not thinking about the competition, but thinking about you know how to put himself out of business, yeah. because if if he doesn't, somebody else will. Yeah. And that, and that always just sticks with me because it's, it's everything that you just said. If you don't continue to innovate and basically put yourself out of business, I mean, think about that question. Like, yo, I'm going to put myself out of business. You're going to do what? <laughs> That's going to keep you on your toes because if you don't put yourself out of business, that jeweler, that realtor, whatnot, et cetera, will because they're just continuing to change the game getting outside of the norm. I think that was well said. Thank you, Andres, for that question. Everybody, again, Jonathan Villegas from Wolf of Madison. Let's give it up for Jonathan oh, Villegas. Man. Thank you for coming by. Thanks for having me. We'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors at Target. Thank you for hosting us. AdLibs done by Andre Vargas. <laughs> Other sponsors, One Piece Sports Apparel, Wolf of Madison, Andre Vargas team, and yours truly, Tony Pilsner by Half Acre Beer Company. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That is Target Time. Brought to you by Raymond Casella and Roy. Why? Why do I have to say my own last name like that? Dude, I don't no, know. Just go with the flow, okay? I was saying it all day today. 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 I